0: Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the word with us. Well, thank you for being in church today. I am confident uh, that today... I'm just confident the Lord was was sharing His heart with me this morning that today's word, I believe, is going to motivate, is going to move someone to a different place than they were when they came in here today. I I just believe that with all that I am. You know, for those of us that, that have been saved and been following God for a long time, we've always got to be careful not to get stagnant and to quit dreaming. we got to be careful that we don't quit that. You've got to know that God is continually doing a new thing in our life. Now, I'm not saying that he changes because he doesn't change, but we have a new revelation and we have a new growth and a new excitement. I was just thinking because here two weeks ago, I went down to Huntsville, Texas to uh, Bubba and Tammy Miller's church. It's called Branded for Christ. Now, if you didn't know that, that's a cowboy church. Uh, branded for Christ is, and, and and it's it's just an excitement to be there. Bubba's pastor is my pastor, Tim Brooks, and so they had their grand opening of their new uh, building, their new sanctuary, and I, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't really in faith for their opening. I was a little concerned about their opening, and, and I'm going to explain why here in a second. The, the more that I watched what was going on down there, the more I thought, there ain't no way this is going to happen. They, they, they're like last minute on everything. And I was, I'm just, there is no way that this is going, I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I wasn't in faith with them. I, I, was, I was trying to decide, my staff will tell you, I was trying to decide whether it was wise for me to go or not, and I, I couldn't make my mind up, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And, and, and I, I've reflected on that a lot over the last few weeks, and I remember the start of our church, and I can tell you there was a lot of people that were not in faith with Michelle and I <laughs> when this church was starting and what was going on. I mean, my family and I were convinced that God was doing a mighty work right here in Southwest Missouri, even the first day when it was just my wife and I and the two kids at the coffee table starting the church here in Southwest Missouri. I, I, I just But we were convinced that something big was going to happen. And so going through the process of everything that was happening in in October of 2004, we started a church meeting in our living room, and I knew that God had called our family there to something big, but there was just four people. And I mean, that's, but I knew that I knew that it wasn't just going to be our four that was impacted by the vision that God was placing here. I I knew that. And so therefore, I, I realized that I can't limit God to just thinking, well, it's just us four. And so I, I, I was able to dream. And I was dreaming of the next family at that time. And then I was dreaming of the next family. And then jump forward a couple of years and praise God, a 30 by 40 shop that still sits on this campus just right up here, which was our home at the time. Well, actually, my grandfather's home. And he said, hey, you can use my shop building I just built. And so we started using that to meet in in 2005. And then in 2006, we built this lower building down here. Now, it wasn't quite as big as it is now, and you don't look at that and think it's big, but it, it was smaller than that. And so we, we had vision, and we were believing God for people that weren't here yet. Some of you are them. And so in 2006, we, we had a vision for that, and we, we weren't even going to begin to see it all, but we could believe it in our mind. But let me just tell you, there was a lot of people, just like I was with Bubba, who wasn't in faith with this church here in Southwest Missouri. There wasn't people that were believing what we knew that God had told us that he was going to do if we would just remain faithful. In 2008, we started working on moving that building down there, out 40 feet, because the people that were there, there just wasn't enough room. I mean, we, we were meeting in this little area uh, that, that would house about 30 to 40 people, and so we were, we were dreaming big. God, we're needing at least 60 or 70 people to be able to fit in here. Now, you can look back now and go, well, that's pretty dumb, 60 or 70 people, that's all you're believing for? We, we were believing for the next level, And we were believing for who wasn't here yet. And so we kept praying and and God, we're we're believing you for this, and we know you're going to do it. And you know, we added on that building in 2008, and in four years, we couldn't fit in that building. And we're like, oh man, now what are we going to do? Well, we happen to have a big flat field right up here, just up the hill. And we thought, okay, well, we need a gym anyway. The school was in needing of some sports and some things that were going on that we just were always having to go other places. And so we thought, well, we'll build a gym. And so we built a gym in 2012, and we just kept believing God for more. We kept believing God for more. Then later on, we had to add a foyer because it was a real pain to go to church right here and have to walk down there to use the restrooms. Some of you may remember that, and some of you might just be hearing about it, and some of you may be hearing about it for the first time. But praise God for a foyer and restrooms. I mean, there's just so much that we believe God for, and He answered. Here's what I want to be careful about I want to be careful that we don't get this mindset that we have arrived. Because the whole transition of Christian Ministries Church is always believe in God yeah. for what's not here yet or who's not here yet. Yeah. And so we've got to be careful that we don't get stagnant. Every one of us, every one of us have to be careful about that. And so let me just talk about Bubba for a second. To give you the story here, I love to watch faith in someone else's life. And I like to kind of go, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. The problem is when we're in the same family, you're a real pain when you're the one saying, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bubba's calling me, and I'm like, I don't know. And I'm calling Tim, and I'm saying, Tim, I don't, what do we need to do? Do we need to go down there? And he's like, ah, we'll just go later. I, I don't see how they're going to make it happen either. You know, this is Tim and I both. Our vision this year at Christian Ministry Church is faith. <laughs> and here I am going, I just I just don't know. Well, let me just show you why I didn't know. I mean, here, let's Throw this picture up just real quick. This was their church the week that they were opening. If you can tell, that's open. And it was 102 in Texas. They're... they're are you kidding me? Bubba, what are we doing? He goes, we're opening. Next picture, as you just kind of look at what I'm seeing, and this was all online. You can document it just two weeks ago. Show the next picture here. This right here is the opening day. That's the opening day. Now, if you keep thumbing through some of these, that's Bubba right there. This was that week before. You can't see inside of there, but there's actually no concrete even. Show this next picture. And then it turns into that on Friday. And we're like, it's gonna happen. There's not a stage. We can stand on the floor. I remember there wasn't a stage here. So we can stand on the floor. It ain't no big deal. We can make this happen, except for if you see in the very back, there's some holes back there in the top right where the stage should be. That's where the air is supposed to come in and this is Saturday. No, I'm sorry, this was Friday. Let me tell you what else happened on Friday. We're already down in Texas and a wildfire starts. Just a few miles from the building. This wildfire is coming and it's coming towards them and they're texting all the guys pray and stand in faith believing and I'm like you know, sometimes you might just want to say, God has said that I don't know if today's today. You know, God sent all these signs, but just prayed that this wildfire stops. And I'm a wildfire. We, we just, we don't even have air. We just got concrete and they just put the walls up. And so I'm sitting here just wondering how this is all going to happen, how this all going to happen. Okay, so Saturday morning gets here, and I have, I just have this thing about watching what's going on where I'm at, and I'm looking where we're at in Texas, and they have on the news, and it made national news, that they have called for an evacuation from this highway all the way to this highway, and Branded for Christ is right there in line. That's the name of the church. It made national news. Branded for Christ has been evacuated. This was on Saturday when the air was going in and the stage was being built. Here's Bubba. Guys, pray with us and believe in faith that we're going to have a... They won't let us in, so we're just going to go to the rodeo tonight. I'd have probably been standing at the next road up just saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to... Or I'd have been going, you know what? It's no big deal. God said, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. And Bubba just kept saying, we're going to open. We're going to open. We're going to open. So we started praying. At that point, I'm like, we're already in Texas. We might as well get in faith with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've come down there based on someone else's faith. Because I didn't know how it was going. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, yeah. I'd went down there based on, I knew Bubba is a man of God and he's a faith man. And so I... I just, I, I didn't realize until after this whole thing opened on Sunday that Bubba never doubted in his heart what God had placed there. And so this is what was going to happen. And so we, we opened that next day and, and, and there wasn't even a smell of smoke. I, I mean, the fire stopped, a wall came up, a fire, and the wind came, and they had evacuated them because they said in 30 minutes it's going to engulf everything. We were praying, they were praying. This wall of fire stopped. It turned in on itself and they let them back in at two or three in the morning on Sunday and they went ahead and built a stage and finished it all out. (laughs) Oh, ye of little faith. I I just want you to know that God always has a supernatural plan. (laughs) Every time... And and I I just want to talk to you about this a little bit today because when we work through knowing that God's plan is bigger than what we could even dream, I I, I don't know, this story has helped me to kind of put my mind at some things I was planning on teaching on today and it's like, wow, okay, you need to make sure you get this. I don't want to live on someone else's faith. Now, it's always fun to see, God moved supernaturally, and that was fun. And every one of us have influence. And and, and the problem is, even though with that influence, I want to ask, what is other people seeing in your life that influence that you have is showing them that you're a faith person? That you're someone who's believing God. See, while you're serving him, really, life should be lived in the supernatural, but it's freaky. Life should be lived supernatural if you're a God follower. If you have signed up and said, I'm going to serve Jesus, I'm going to live for him the rest of my life, you ought to be living supernatural. And let me just make a quick statement here. If your life is not supernatural, then it's superficial. See, you've got to be able to look at your life and say, if it wasn't for God, this would have never happened. And as we look back on the life of this church, I see that. As I look back on the life of my marriage, I'm telling you my marriage is supernatural. Yeah. I, I just It doesn't make any sense. God always has a supernatural plan. Here is the problem. It's never God when you're not experiencing the supernatural. It's always ours. 100% of the time, it's ours. What happens is, is we limit God. We limit God. That's what I want to talk about today, because I've heard somebody say that in the past, and I'm like, I don't, that don't make sense. Well, what I'm telling you is, don't limit God anymore. Don't limit God. Don't, don't limit God. But the problem is, we limit God, and we don't understand this. So I want to talk about it a little bit today, because I want you to understand that we serve an unlimited God, but we put limits on His unlimitedness. Is that a word? Bubba never doubted. Or if he did, it didn't come out of his mouth. He never, he was guarding his words. We're going to have this. I don't care what's going on. We're going to have this. We're going to have it in this building. It's going to work. It's going to be supernatural. And so what I'm going to talk about today is really my first point of probably a 10-point sermon. But there's no way I can get them all in today. So I'm going to spend some time on this first point today. The way you are thinking right now is what is causing your life to go in the direction it is going. So let me just talk about this. The way you're thinking, this is my first point and only point probably today. The way you're thinking right now is what is causing your life to go in the direction it is going. In the word, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Let's just stop right there. For as he thinks in his heart, So is he. You're going to be challenged today because here's what you're going to think. Oh, pastor, you don't even know what I'm thinking. I don't. But what I'm telling you is what you are thinking is why you're where you're at right now. So I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know. Well, you just don't understand. I'm having a hard time with the job because of the economy that we're in right now. Or you don't understand because my past and my background, my upbringing, my mom was poor, my daddy was poor, and it's not always about financials. I've just been attacked my whole life. I grew up in a town that was oppressed and I've been oppressed my whole life. Everything just kind of turns on. You don't even know what I've had to deal with. It's not what is out there that is affecting you. It's what is going on in your head that is affecting you, and it's causing you to be right where you're at. I want to change enough of the way I'm thinking that my life will be supernatural. And praise God, that happened as I look back in 2004, 2005, 2006, and it was all good until the pandemic. And then the pandemic happens, and all of a sudden, okay, God can't do anything. I saw that. Everywhere. God can't do anything now. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. We are going to live supernatural, not superficial. We serve a God that's above the natural and the Lord flows through the way we think. And the enemy knows if he can get you to think wrong, then he can halt what he wants to do in your life. If you're limiting God, you're doing it because your thinking's off. First point today, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is pleasing, which is perfect. See, God wants to change the way you think. God wants to change the way you think. Romans 12, 2, God wants to change the way you think. I didn't put that on the screen because I didn't want you to get caught up on all the other words. Oh, how about when? I want you to know God needs to change the way we think. That's how you get transformed. That's how you get different. The way God's will comes through your life is based on how you think. I want to challenge you. Yeah. Start thinking bigger. Yes. Start thinking bigger. When I changed my thinking, I started seeing supernatural results. Hey, let me, let me just ask you this. How many of y'all seen God do something supernatural in your life? All right. So all of you that just raised your hand, that was most of you. What happened the day or two or the week before, if you'll look back, you'll start thinking, oh, I thought different. I started thinking different, and then God did something. If you'll change the way you think, I mean, sometimes it was just, well, maybe God could. I want to get past that. I want to believe God for bigger, continually, continually. He's challenging me to think bigger. Psalm 78. Are y'all, y'all are with me. I'm watching you. Here, here we go. The Lord was rehearsing in Psalm 78 what had happened with the nation of Israel. And, and basically, he was rebuking them. He, he had been so good to them, he brought them out of the land of Egypt. He did all these miraculous signs. And, and, and they just constantly were turning away from him. And, and so God was rehearsing all of this. And I want to break right in the middle of Psalm 78, verse 39. It says, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God. And I want you to look at this. And they limited the Holy One of Israel. Well, you can't limit God. Well, they did. And we are they. They limited the Holy One of His, they limited God. We limit God. It was them that, that, that was choosing the limit of what God was able to do. It wasn't God withholding anything from them. They were limiting God because of what they were doing. God's saying today that you're limiting me by fear, by laziness, laziness, by complacency, by letting things of this world occupy you. How about this? By not letting your changing, your, your thinker change. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You're not letting things change in how you think. God has spoken to me about limiting him time and time again. And, and this, in so many ways, is one of the biggest messages that you'll ever hear from me. It's because this is my life story. God has shown me continually that that I'm limiting Him. He he's just I, I mean he did it just a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, come on! Why did you limit what I was going to do for? But why were you? I'm glad I had some people of faith that didn't limit me. That's. That's what God was saying. He wasn't mad. He was just saying, hey, Bubba believed. Why are you limiting me? I'm not. I'm not doing it again. And then I go and do it again. Ugh. But the grace of God will bring me back and let me understand something so that he can move me forward. And he'll say, okay, what has happened is awesome. What is going to happen is is awesomer. Yeah, you got a hillbilly talking. I don't know all the fancy words. In fact, I've been around Bubba a little bit. He don't either. But both of us can believe God. God God has so much for us. And I, I want you to know that as I continue to speak about us not limiting God, let me say one of the worst doctrines in the body of Christ today and probably the most pervasive doctrine in the body is that God sovereignly controls everything. Can I go here for a second? God sovereignly controls everything. Or that what happens just happens. Yeah. Yeah. That doctrine will kill and render you powerless. And you, you, why would you need faith if just what happens happens? See, it's just just like a pinball. That's all we are, being played and bouncing, and whatever our life hits against, it just bounces us off. Sometimes we go all the way over. Sometimes we shoot up and get more points. Sometimes we come down. And sometimes we come right in the middle, and those flappers ain't doing you any good. No one, no one, no one outside thing has made you what you are. And a lot of people believe that it is. Obviously, people have different starts, different backgrounds, different things available to them. You can have siblings, though, come on, that were raised in the same household and one gets saved and lives a life from Christ and the other one becomes an alcoholic and or drug addict. They were raised in the same... Po- what, what happened? See, not one situation from your past dictates your future unless you think that it's going to. Yeah, man, man. Nothing in the natural world makes you what you are unless you believe that it is. Yeah. Yes, we all have temptations. Yes, we all have problems. But you know what? You don't have to participate. Right? right. Yeah. You, you don't. There may be a recession going on or beginning to go on. Things kind of headed in a way that I didn't really want them to go. But just know this. I've just chosen not to participate. As for me in my house, I'm going to serve God, which means I have a different outcome than what the world says I'm going to have. What are you believing? What are you putting in your head? You don't have to be governed by other people. You just don't. Letting circumstances govern you like faith's going to be implemented into your life, and that's just how I'm going to have to live? Floating downstream on your inner tube and hoping you don't hit anything that punctures it? Like you can't do anything to keep away from what's going to puncture it? We just live thinking wrong. Oh, Kumbaya. We're just going to sing it as we head down. I don't know. I didn't do anything to get here, and that's just where I'm at. That attitude will kill your life. Yes it will. You got to come to the realization that you did not evolve. Wow. 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 Yeah. yeah. You wonder why evolution's taught so much because evolution teaches the concept that there's nothing that can move you to a different place without it just happening. Yeah. That, uh, it's a sad thing, but you can choose to be different than you are. You've been created by God. His spirit is living in you, and God has given you a right to choose how you think. If you don't like the way you are, if you don't like the way you are, then just change. Well, Pastor, I kind of that, that just sounds so dumb. If you don't like the way you are, just change. What, what are you talking about? Well, that's easier said than done. Uh, it's just who I am. I'm yeah. well. pull your thumb out of your mouth and grow up. Yeah. Not one person believes that for a child that's three, two, one. We're teaching them all the time that they don't have to act like they're acting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we take that same concept that's right. for the kingdom of God yeah, right. and realize that you're made in his image right. and you could find out what his will is for your life if you would ask. God doesn't just sovereignly control everything that's going on. Right. Hear this. I believe that the church is largely responsible for this messed up thinking. I do. The the way the secular world responds to things is the same way the church responds. The church has preached the sovereignty of God, and nothing happens by which God hasn't allowed it to happen, and therefore, you can't teach faith anymore. You can't teach a belief in something that God can do different than what is just going to happen, because he's sovereign, and he's the reason for all of it. Here's my case in point. On September 11th, 2001, I don't know if any of y'all were alive back then, but I was, And I remember on September 11th, the day that the Twin Towers were, I mean, I don't know if you remember that, but I I remember when I got up and saw this, I watched theologians and ministers saying, this is God judging America. I don't know if any of y'all saw that, but I was listening and trying to watch what was, that would mean that God was doing that. I mean, you can just go straight to everything that we've dealt with since then. COVID-19, that's just God doing that. And we have this thought that it's a judgment. Now, let me just tell you, there is coming a time of judgment. So don't write me or come and talk to me after the sermon, try to set me straight. But right now, we're living in a day of mercy and grace. And God is not the one doing this stuff that's going on. If God was doing it, he wouldn't have stopped the pandemic because judgment is deserved. And we saw people that had COVID-19 that came out of it that were heathens. And we've seen God's people come out of it that deserved heaven and would like to have gone on. We saw heathens die and we see the rain comes down on the just and the unjust. It didn't pick which ones were okay and which were not. What I'm telling you, if it was a judgment of God, it would have been the same outcome and very clear for everyone. Doctrine in almost all churches that I had been a part of in previous seasons of my life is God does whatever he wants to and we have nothing to do with it. God is almighty and he is sovereign. Okay, let me understand. I just got to take a second and explain this. God is almighty and God is sovereign. I, I, I agree that God is sovereign when you use the word correctly. See, dictionary says first in rank and order and authority, like at the top of the food chain, us. See, I, I agree that almighty and first is God. But to say he chooses everything and controls everything makes that definition be a little more off. You can be an authority and things happen that you are over and they still didn't do it the way you wanted it done. Anybody knows that. If you have employees and you're the one in authority... And you're the one that makes all the choices. Aren't you glad you don't ever have to show up at work again because everybody's just going to do what you said? No, you know better. You know that your employees, you know the people that they may not do it exactly the way you wanted it done. See, God, God, Himself is Almighty. He is first. But to say that God wills everything, and then to read in Scripture that God's people limited the Holy One of Israel, right. there's a conflict with yeah. your definition of sovereignty. Yeah, that's right. Are yes. are, are you getting that? Don't you spend more time here? No, it's so good. We've got to understand this. You can stop God. Oh, don't take that one out of context and yeah. just. You can stop him from doing what he wants to do in your life. Yep. You can stop God from doing what he wants to do. I, go, I, I don't like funerals. I, I've been to several of them. People will make this comment. We just don't know why God took this person. Like you can't die unless it's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they think. And that's just not true. All through scripture, God said not to eat of this tree or you die. That means you have a choice on your death. Oh, you're saying, we're the ones who ushered in death, not God. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Wow. I'm not caught up on what people choose. What I'm saying is Scripture's very clear. God is good and he is a good God. And he would not be a good God if he sends COVID-19 to kill people. That wouldn't wouldn't define good. And so we have to understand that death wasn't ushered in by God. So he made a way out of it. Uh, He can come in and provide things for you that you hadn't thought of. Under the new covenant, we've been redeemed from the curse. In the Old Testament, a lot of cursing going on, a lot of wrath of God. I want you to know Jesus is not putting problems on you. Jesus is not putting problems. God is not, well, let's just see what I can do with this. He's not the author of evil. The church says that a lot of times. And they might not just come out of their mouth and say, okay, God's the author of this evil thing that just happened to you. But that's exactly what they're saying when they say God was in control of that. You, you just can't put the two together. It's like water and oil. They just don't go. God doesn't rule your life like a chess piece. You can't blame God for all your failures. Yeah. Wow. If you're not seeing God's plan moving in your life, it's not His fault. are you hearing this? If your life is not exciting, it's not God's fault. it's yours. you're boring. I love being with my family. I love going on vacations. I love being away from here, but what a blessing it is to come back here. Every time, we just can't wait to get back. I love doing what I'm called to do because I look forward to doing what I do. I look forward to coming back when I'm gone. I start missing it so much, I'm like, let's just go on home. Let's just go on home because it just there's more. there's just as much fun there. If you don't enjoy what you are doing, then you're not doing what God has called you to do. Pastor, I don't know if I I agree with that. There are going to be things in your life I know that you don't enjoy. That's even in your call. But you're not to be living life miserable. Happy, Psalm says, are those people whose God is the Lord. See, what well, it defines your character, you can understand that God didn't call you to be in the misery you're in. God doesn't just make your life work out. You have to pursue the things of God and go to what God has designed for you. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Everybody loves this verse, but we're gonna read what's after it, and I'm also gonna read what's before it. I know the thoughts that I think towards you in Jeremiah 29, 11. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, here we go, verse 12 then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I'll gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I'll bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. God doesn't just automatically control your life. You've got to seek him for him to control. Can God control your situation? You bet. But you've got to seek him. I mean, go right back to verse 12. You've got to seek him. You've got to call upon him. You've got to seek him and find him. And he's not that hard. He's not playing hide and seek. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Where's God? He, You seek him, you'll find him because it says, I'll be found by you. I'll be found by you. And it's then that God moves on your behalf. God is limited by what you think he is. Are are you hearing this point? Okay. back. First point that I have today is God is limited by what you think. I haven't changed the point. We're still talking about it. Not because God in and of himself is limited. God is limitless regardless of who you think he is. He's limited to work in your life when you don't allow him to. Let's get into this because I think it's great. You're saying we're not already into it? Not even kinda. Matthew 14, the disciples were drowning. In their mind, we're drowning. We're dead. We're as good as dead. And he shows himself to the disciples and they cry out and they ask for his help. Guess what? He helped them. He cried out and asked for his help he helped them. He cried out, they cried out, he helped them. Luke 24, after his resurrection, Jesus had been walking with the two to Emmaus. They didn't know it was Jesus. And it says they were nearing Emmaus, the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him and they said, oh, please stay with us. Guess what? He did. The Bible says he was going on, but then they said, wait, wait, we want you. Guess what? And he he stayed. Boy, I don't know where God is. Have you asked him to be where you're at? He's not going where he's not welcome. Let let me just go out and just say something really bold here. You have a right to go to hell. And God will defend your right to go to hell if you choose that. I I just think so many people miss this. Why are all these people not choosing God? I don't know, but you can't make their choice for them. Now, we're going to pray for workers to go and minister and love them. Some of y'all have kids you're praying for. Some of you have parents that you're praying for. Maybe a spouse you're praying for. You've got to know they have a right to their choice. And so the point is that God doesn't wish that anyone would perish. That's his heart. And so you've got to open the door. I've got to talk about this. The Lord is to you as much as you'll allow him to be. I'm just telling you, you, you're wondering, you're wanting God just to come down and smack you on the head. That's not the way he works. He's wanting you to say, hey, God, would you come down and smack me on the head? God, would you come down and help me here? God, would you come down and teach me what I need to be taught here? When I was younger, and and let me just say younger as before spirit filled. So let's just, before I really understood what was available to me, I thought that miracles passed away with the disciples and you couldn't be healed. The pastor you're looking at that I'm preaching against right now thought that. So therefore, I don't condemn anybody. I understand how you can think that way. See, the only way you could get healed is if God and His sovereignty, actually while you were singing Kumbaya going down the river, just all of a sudden moved that thing that was going to puncture you, and that current just pulled, it was all God and all His sovereignty. You didn't take your foot out and push yourself away. You just had everything to do with God's sovereignty, and so the only way God healed you was in His sovereignty. And and I I believe that the Holy Spirit had ceased and you didn't speak in tongues. That's what I thought. And just know this, God still loved me. That's just the way I thought God was. And you know what? He didn't force a different understanding onto me. He dealt with me right where I was and he loved me and accepted me right where I was. I had a relationship with God based on who I thought he was and the way I thought he operated. And God, in his gentleman demeanor, honored the way I thought of him. See, when I didn't believe in miracles, guess what? I never got any. When I didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, guess what? I didn't speak in tongues, and, and I even sometimes went, bless their heart, to the people who did. They're so deceived. By the way, I speak in tongues every day now. But when I didn't, he didn't criticize me. Yeah. Now, God's people will. When I didn't believe in those things, God just let me believe at the level I was willing to believe in. Him. Well, I hope I'm helping somebody. Yeah. God always met people right where they were, and he still does. He's going to meet you right where you are. The thing is, he doesn't want to leave you there. Praise God he didn't leave us in this 30 by 40 shop. None of y'all would be here. Well, about 30 of you might. Are you, there's always something that's a next level And there's always, come on, wake up. we got to believe different. we got to believe for more. God always met people right where they are. If you believe God wants you to get up and go to a job where you've got to suffer through and then come home and sit down and watch TV all evening, then go to sleep and get up and go again to a job that you just despise and hate and you just got to do it over and over and that's how your life is and you're just never going to find any enjoyment in anything you do, you're saved and stuck. And guess what? You can still go to heaven. Are you hearing me? Yeah. If that's the life that you believe God has for you, welcome. You're there. You can be saved and stuck. And I believe that I'm talking to some today that are. You So so pastor, you have to believe in healing and speaking in tongues and the gifts to go to heaven? No. In fact, you'll get there quicker if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're around Bubba. (laughs) Around somebody of faith who's interceding, doing something you're not doing. I believe the reason we need intercessory prayer is because sometimes we don't have enough faith in ourselves to believe. God set this all up. Why would you want to do it the way you're doing it? And you might say, because I love where I'm at. Well, praise God, you've already got this message. So go out and give it to someone else. God is to you the way you believe he is. Are you hearing that? It's all in, in your ability to think. If you believe it's hard for you to live the victorious life, he'll meet you there. It's gonna be hard for you to live the victorious life. If you get saved and, and, and you have assurance of your salvation that you're gonna get to heaven, and that's as far as you wanna go, he'll meet you there. And I know a lot of people who that's right where he's met them because they're not willing to believe anything different, and they are limiting God. You can believe God for big things, or you can take the limits off God. And, and, and you, can, you can experience big things. See, most of us are shooting for nothing and hitting it every time. I mean, we just are. We're, we're so afraid to shoot for something that's out of our own sight. We're, we're so, we're, live, we're living so beneath our privileges. God wants so much more for us. The average Christian in America, you put them side by side with their unsaved next door neighbor and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Man. Man. I mean, they're both friendly. They're both nice. They both push their trash out on the same day. Man. I mean, many have been discouraged and depressed by our economy and what's going on in the world and, and, and you just unplug from the world and, because that news is just stressing me out. You'd be praising God and rejoicing when you understand that this is God's best hour. Why, because we're in it with him. The world's never needed any more than what they did back then, what they need right now. And they need God's people believing in him for something bigger than what the world says is coming. I know what the world, I know what the world is saying. And we can't have Christians falling apart like a $2 suitcase. We've got to get to a place where we don't think that. We're alive and they are dead. Yeah, yeah. See, you should be able to tell the difference between a person living and a person who's dead. That's right. That's right. And if your next door neighbor is dead and you're the one alive, what's the difference when you both look exactly the same? One's believing God for and operating on faith and experiencing miracles and enjoying the blessed life. I mean, we've got to learn this. We have to embrace living a supernatural life. Life, not a superficial life. We've embraced living below the standard. I know Jesus said, you can do greater works than even he did. Well, I just don't know. I don't know that I believe that. It's in the word. There's more available. Why, why could Jesus only do this? Because it was just Jesus. Now there's thousands of Jesuses. You ask Jesus into your heart and life. So wherever I'm walking this week, I'm going to have Jesus with me. Wherever you're walking, you'll have Jesus with you. Uh, At that time, Jesus, wherever he was walking, was where Jesus was at when he was here. So how can we do more? Because there's more of us. And we're taking Jesus wherever we're at. And so we've got to learn to embrace living supernatural so that we can bring Jesus into the situation. That's not going to happen by faith. God gave a free will and he's not going to force you to do anything, but why not? Am I wanting to stir it up? You bet I am. I want to stir it up. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, and that's it, right? That's all we ever talk about to him who's able to do all that's above anything we can even think or ask. Nope. According to the power that works in us, according to the power that works in us. I'm not saying go out here apart from Jesus, but according means to the proportion of, to the degree of how much power you want. Well, I've got enough. Well, that's all you're getting then. Wait, I'd take some more power. Okay. Then why start making praying in the spirit a part of your everyday routine. And power just starts. Well, I don't really want more power. I I don't even know if I believe in that speaking in tongues. I'm not telling you, you have to. I'm just telling you that the word talks real clear about it. And when I got an understanding of the gifts and what was happening, I started believing for miracles. And guess what? I started seeing them. God moves through people. Do away with the sovereignty mindset. He, he, God just does it. Yes, he does, but he does it through a man or a woman. All through scripture, you see that. He speaks through people. God raised up Moses and God flowed through Moses. And he was in his eighties when it really even started. There's hope for us. See, authority of the believer. I've taught so much on the authority of the believer. Well, I don't really know what that means. Well, get in your word and figure it out. There's so much available. Satan is defeated and we're giving him credibility. Right. He, well, he's a roaring lion. No, he just walks around like one. Yeah. He, Halloween's a good time for people to act like somebody they're not. Yeah. That's who Satan is. Yeah. He's somebody who has no power yeah. for a kingdom, spirit-filled, blood-bought, born again, authority filled. Come on, there's something available for you. Why are you living like that? It's because you think that's how you have to live and you don't have to live like that no more. Before you can start thinking bigger and seeing something happen, you gotta realize that you've gotta seek him. You've gotta find him. You gotta spend time with him. God cannot and will not move without a person to flow through. You gotta know that you're that person. He always you're that person. God wants to flow through you. You're that person. He's looking for you today, for anyone to say, God, I want to be used. God, here I am. Here I am. I just want to be used. If you're not living on the edge, then you're taking up too much space. Let somebody else in. Come on, live on the edge. What does that mean? That means live according to the Spirit. Come on, we've been talking about this for weeks. You need to be believing for something that's bigger than what you can see. Can I just stop there and let that one soak in? Everyone here has a realm of influence that only you can reach. If you believe church is important, how many people are here because of you? Well, they just won't come. Maybe you look just like them. Well, that's what you ought to be thinking for bigger. Yeah. I need to think bigger. Not that I'm trying to be better than them. Right. I want to be someone who is an influencer. I want to, I'm praying. I want to see something significant happen in my life. I want my life to count. It will never happen without you pursuing it. You can pray it all day long. When's your next step there? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm heading after it. Ha, or are you just God? I'm just believing you for bigger. I'm just believing you for. Bi- I'm just believing you for bigger. I'm just believing you for bigger. <laughs> and you, you've yeah. limited him. Yeah. Wow. 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 I'm just believing you for bigger, but you don't take a step. No. When you gonna do something? That's where I was. And it wasn't twenty years ago. It was two weeks ago. I don't care what Bubba says now, I'm in. Spirit filled man of God, blah, blah, blah. I'm in. Maybe you've been shooting for nothing. Let me just tell you, you've been hitting it every time. And you're tired of not seeing your own God fulfilled plan explode. Get tired of being tired and say, I'm going to do what's necessary. People ask me, do you think this is the last generation before Jesus comes? I know this, it's my last generation. Because when I'm gone, it's just waiting for Jesus to come. We get so caught up on what, what are we, it doesn't matter what age you are. My grandfather at 93 years of age would read through the Bible every year. And not only that, he was wise. And every time you saw him, he was smiling and enjoying life. How you doing, Grandpa? I'm in the hospital seeing him. I mean, he's in the hospital. I'm in the hospital visiting him. How you doing, Grandpa? I'm fine. (laughs) Couldn't breathe, had pneumonia, double pneumonia. I don't know if I'll make it or not, but it'll be better if I don't. (laughs) Well, how how do you do, how do you op? You stay in your word, you stay in relationship, you maintain, and then you seek more. Seek Him, you'll find Him. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church where it's more than a church, it's family.